Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So we have been. He's <laughs> got <laughs> <You got> balloons. <laughs> Pretty good. Jordan is celebrating because he has been able to travel a little bit lately to check out another EV that's coming on the scene. But we're a little confused, and that's why we have Jordan on today. So thanks for joining Kyle as well, because Polestar has been, you know, making their way onto the EV scene pretty pretty well, I'd say. I mean, I like their offerings, but we've been looking at the Polestar 3 for a while, and now the Polestar 4 has, you've, you went to see it in person, Jordan, but we're a little confused. Why is the Polestar 3 coming into production before we're seeing the Polestar, I mean, Scratch yeah, we're, that. We're all confused. In reverse it. <laughs> you're confused. The Polestar 3, is it chronological, these numbers? Jordan, you got to go on the scene and investigate it for us. So thanks for coming on to the Out of Spec podcast. Thanks for everyone for tuning in today. You probably know about Polestar. It's a Geely and Volvo born from company. And now they're kind of really over on their own, right? Doing their own thing for the most part, I'd say. And it's confusing. I'm a Polestar owner. My colleague Max also owns a Polestar and we don't know what the heck these numbers mean, what the cars are. Um, you know, actually, we were just at the Polestar dealer yesterday. We happened to be staying at a hotel just down the street. So I said, let's go check it out. They had the Polestar 3. Maybe a little bit of backstory. Polestar 1, that's the one that I own. That's the two-door plug-in hybrid. Basically was a Volvo, but then they slapped a Polestar badge on it. And it's a really cool car. Coolest car ever. I love that thing. Super neat. Uh, but it was never a battery electric vehicle. The Polestar right. 2 was supposed to also be a Volvo. Uh, but then they uh, put a Polestar badge on it. And that's a battery electric uh, XC40 sedan, basically. So like the XC40 recharge, but then like lowered down and kind of still pretty cool. And I love the Polestar 2. That's a cool car. Not perfect, but does really well. I reviewed the Polestar 3, which is their EX90-based SUV uh, almost a year ago at CES last year. And I had the first video on YouTube about that car, which was cool. And um, we saw it yesterday and it's awesome. It's super high quality. So 
There's also a four, five, and six. And I don't know what the heck all these things mean. So, Jordan, what what is Polestar 4? Because you just produced a whole video on it. I watched it. It doesn't have a back window. It's pretty interesting. But I, I really don't know where that fits in. Yeah, <clears throat> that's pretty mostly everyone's take was why how are how is your naming convention in correlation with how your offerings for the market are? Because Thomas, the CEO, talked to us in, at this presentation, Polestar Day, um, and kind of explained the cars almost in order, although he did gloss over the one, I guess, because it was not fully battery electric and the audience would have uproared or something, pitchforks. Uh, but but it's a really cool car. And you you're right, as out of spec. You would think we're Polestar. Um, we just know everything because we own all the Polestars at the moment. But and I think a three would be awesome. A really great addition. I'm obsessed with the three. And I was like intrigued by the four because, yeah, it should be maybe better because it's another number on top of that. But no, as he even said, the three, the four will slot perfectly between the two and the three. And then I'm like doing the, the math thing in my head. Of like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and so. Like, like it, it really does perfectly. If they had just switched those numbers around, oh, it'd be mm -hmm. awesome. Seeing the one, two, three, and four lined up next to each other, it'd be like the old AT&T raising the bar, or is that Singer Wireless, whoever the, the, the commercials, where it's just perfectly makes sense, steps up in price, steps up in size. But no, the three and the four are like flip-flopped for some reason. Even with like market, like the three was unveiled first, but the four is actually beating the three to market which is interesting. The four is being made starting this week, but that's for the Chinese market. Um, so the car I looked at was an actual Chinese model. Um, Europe will follow shortly after that. The US will follow shortly after that, supposedly middle next year. Although who really knows the actual release dates because they've, they've so made other claims of the three. Star four built on the EX30 platform. Uh, I think it's, I don't know it. Well, <clears throat> the SEA, isn't it? SEA, yeah. Which so, is also sustainable the experience architecture for those of you who don't know. <laughs> is that also smart hashtag number one? Oh, is it? That'd hashtag one. Yeah, it's hashtag one. But hashtag, I, I say hashtag, hashtag number, number one. one. Hold on, I have to look. Yeah, <laughs> This is so annoyingly. Uh, yeah. Does Kyle it, also say so, VIN uh, number? <laughs> so, so wait, so. Polestar 4 is smart hashtag 1 and Volvo EX30, but because it's a scalable architecture, they can extend it slightly. Hmm. So is that what's going on here? Yes, and they point out that architecture scales anywhere from Polestar 6, which, you know, the highest number is obviously the smallest car. Uh, <laughs> that'll be, the Polestar 6 will be the Roadster that I'm obsessed with. The Polestar 5 will be a luxury flagship sedan. Um, Polestar 4 is a su a coupe suv and they've said oh i have i have this this note somewhere that they they said they've completely invented a new segment of class which is oh, God. a suv and i was like cool. what <laughs> <laughs> um oh no so here's here's their official language coupe or sorry suv coupe transformed and they said oh. they created a new brand a new a coupe format with suv functionality but they fix the issues that most coupes have, which okay, so is interesting. I'd yes. love to yeah, see what issues they think <laughs> the coupes have that they fixed, but also like to paint a picture for everyone. Of course, you've reviewed the Polestar 3, but a lot of people might not really have an idea what the difference is. So can you tell me the big distinctions between what Volvo has right now and what we're going to be seeing soon? I know there's 
five, six, seven, eight. But you mean Polestar? What did I say? Volvo. Yes. Polestar. <laughs> Maybe I should I should pause there and point out Polestar and Volvo are parallel brands, and it's not it's not a Toyota Lexus thing. They they right. don't agree with that. It is it's not luxury and base model. It's more like performance and comfort. Although they still want to try to do both of those with both anyways. It's just the Polestar. The Volvo's like, oh, I want a nice, luxurious piece of property to drive myself around in. And the Polestar's like, oh, you're probably right out of college, and this is the car you want to aspire to, or something like that. It, it, I don't know. But they're, I, they're trying to yeah, figure out I, the I, brand. I think ones. they're doing that okay, actually. Because I EX90 <laughs> and Polestar 3 have totally different characters. Um, yeah, yeah, and people. But I'm afraid 90. people will think they're the same, but they're they're not because the X90 is a three row. The Polestar three is a two row with a lot of space. Okay, so I feel more confused than when we started this show. But can you walk me through the basic specs on the Polestar <laughs> four? How big's the battery? Battery is 102 kilowatt hours. Um, Whoa, what is, is that? Yeah, that's huge because EX30 is 58. Yeah. I feel like it's it's more trying to be like the Polestar 3, but slightly shrunk and a few options shaved off to save some cost or something. Because What platform is the Polestar 3 on? Uh, I'm assuming SEA. I think everything's SEA pretty much, except for the 2 and the 1, of course. Um, but the the 3 is... Uh, no, Polestar 3 is on SPA 2. Oh, different platform. Why? <laughs> right, so it, it'd be funny to ask this clarification question to like someone at Polestar in PR and see if they can give a better answer than we are right now. I don't know if they could. Oh, I, I hopefully think they must be able to. <laughs> We're doing a so so Polestar three and Polestar four are fundamentally different cars. They are. It's not yeah. the coupified version of Polestar three, which is slightly confusing because they share a lot of. A lot of design characteristics, and even on stage, they had them together, almost as like, here's the coupe version, here's the full SUV one. Mm-hmm. But they're they are not like as you sit in them and look around them. You know, even the headlights, the Thor's hammer are split more on the four. The four has the more curvaceous around, like a GV60. Honestly, is what it reminded me of. Whereas the three is a bit more hard lines, like the Polestar two. But they use um, the same battery. Yeah, 102 kilowatt hours, and then 400 kilowatts uh, for all-wheel drive motors, uh, or 200 kilowatt for just rear-wheel drive. And so, same drive trains. Mm-hmm. So, okay. <laughs> you're right? Um, and platforms. Different platforms. Even the interior, though, the interior comfort and space was comparable. Although the Polestar Four has a much the the new landscape larger screen. Whereas the mm-hmm. three still has the portrait one that's slightly smaller. The driver's display is even like a half inch smaller. I'm like, why is that different? <laughs> why didn't they reuse the driver's display? Right. That didn't make sense. The Polestar 4 went up on the main instrument cluster, but then on the driver's IP, it's smaller. No, uh, up again, but only barely. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, yeah. We sat in the Polestar and, 3 yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I, lo- I mean, you really love that car. I yeah. love that car too. I could see I myself love running it. into those. Yeah. That just seems 1000 Yeah, mm-hmm. 1610 watts of Dolby Atmos sound system. I am very intrigued. Mm-hmm. The, the car, so me and Tala got to ride around in the 3 and the 4 very briefly. They have this like super short 
traffic filled route like around Santa Monica. It's like, okay, well, this uh, isn't really telling me much, but the cars that we were riding in had a bit more of the functionality than the cars that were sitting on display. So that's why in my video that we put up today, um, you'll see when me, me actually doing like the interior view of the screen is almost useless. And in fact had so many weird quirks and bugs and like text that was like not finished yet. And I was like, okay, yes. that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, very pre-pro. <laughs> Whereas, yeah, whereas the one we the drove around computer. in like had a lot more. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they, they both, they both ride nice. The three is a bit, a little bit higher ride height, air suspension. Uh, they both have air suspension as standard, but the three air suspension is just nice and wafty, a little bit higher, which I think gives it a bit more uh, travel. Whereas the four is a bit yeah, like no one really thought the four was an SUV until they told us. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, and we saw the tire. The tires said SUV on them, so that's how you know. Well, how um, similar is it to a Volvo C40 in terms of size? A little bit bigger, a little bit okay. longer, um, noticeably inside the back space. I mean, I think I, the the word I used in the video was I could sit behind myself, behind myself. Like there is so much room on both front and rear, and both well, the three the and Chinese the four. Influence. Yeah. <laughs> so instead of trying to cram it, so they, they said they're trying to solve the problems that SUVs have. And by doing that, they deleted the third row because that's a problem, I guess. <laughs> <that's> <laughs> <a> problem. <laughs> they, they, they lowered the front hood line fairly dramatically, um, which gives it a bit more of a sedan look from the front anyways. So you have better sight, better visibility. And they deleted the rear window because they're like, well, you can't really see it anyways, like see through it anyways. So I will say the rear camera system it's two cameras that they basically assembled into one very high quality hd they, they didn't say the resolution but i think it'd be fun to figure out at some point the best digital rear mirror i've ever seen so and i can say that like because we currently have a prius on loan that has a digital rear mirror that is terrible <laughs> i just pulled it back <laughs> okay, so like, oh that's nice good yes it works Fantastically. Um, and so they said by deleting the rear glass, they were able to move the hinge point back, giving the rear passengers better headroom. And they're able to not worry about the structure like surrounding a piece of glass or whatever. So they could give you a bit more of cargo capacity in that same space. Hmm. So I, I guess well, they, they're, they're trying to. Right. Why would they. Decide. Instead of doing the coupe SUV transformed, why wouldn't they just lean more SUV and keep the space that is instead of I think getting rid of the back window is I don't know. I don't like that at all. I think you should be able to see out of the back. So Jordan, who is the Polestar for for? <laughs> um I feel like it's for all the other people buying all the coupe SUVs from BMW and Audi and like they It's like all the worst I, I kinds of people. I'm trying to understand because it's, it has nothing to do with what I want. This is the Polestar I want the least. Um, mm -hmm. Even okay. though, I mean, it, it was slightly eye-opening of like, oh, this Harman, it only has the Harman Kardon sound system, not the Bowers and Wilkins from the Polestar 3. But it was insanely good. Um, okay. So I, I don't even want to like rip on that because 
but obviously I want the three because ultimate wagon functionality. It just looks like a kind of lifted Swedish wagon, the which Polestar is why three is really so cool. Yeah. I mean, we were in it yesterday and it's just as like, that's the right size. It's the right shape. It's mm-hmm. got a banging sound system. Uh, you know, plenty of charging performance, of course, with Nax now, like what more do you want as a Polestar owner and a guy like I love the Polestar two. I love my one, like the Polestar three is a natural addition to the garage. Like that just makes sense. The Polestar what's the peak 4 charging on up. the three. Uh, I think it'll do 250 kilowatts. Okay, because the four will only do 200. Oh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> unless they're still sure. figuring that out. Well, I'm not sure if they've released everything because if it if they use a 500 amp maximum charger, which is like CCS public chargers for the most part. Um, those, yeah, 200 kilowatts is all you'll get. But now that they're putting NACs on the car, superchargers can output way above 500 amps and get you up to 250 kilowatts easily, which is what the EX90 is rated for. And the Polestar 3 uses the same platform as EX90 and the same battery. So maybe it is a different battery than Polestar 3, the Polestar 4. It might be. I don't know. We're, we're st- I'm still trying to get all the information clear clarified. Right. But and it yeah. was, I don't you were in a pre-production prototype, right? Which they were very, very, very much, yeah, pushing that you were <laughs> making that very clear in your videos, right? It, it, it struck me as like the guy was still finishing programming the screen as they were rolling it on the stage, and because <laughs> the, well, there's so many like missing they things in the production this week, right? I know, which was interesting, but they, they, they were clear. They're like, these are all of our test mules that we've been using for a long time. So I guess okay. they didn't quite have the time or chance to bring an actual pre-production unit or, or I'm sorry, basically production intent ready unit to, to the event itself, which I think did the trick. But it was funny how we, the cars we went on a ride in were more production, but not still not there. So they had UI things working but a couple things didn't. And then the electrochromatic roof was enabled, but permanently on instead of the car inside, which is permanently off. So I got to see both, just not the flipping between them. <laughs> okay. It just seems like the Polestar 4, I agree with you, is the one that I care about the least. Because why not just get... Is it a lot cheaper than Polestar 3? It is slated to be. They're still working that out, but it seems to fit literally in between 2 and 3 as far as pricing. Like, kind of... okay. Smack dab in between. Well, that's so that a little undercut three. So it's the two yes. and a half, really. If if you want if you want the Chinese backseat space of the three, but not the price tag, and you don't care about things like that, I do like the the, the exact space or the Dolby Atmos or even I think the angular thing like that's Polestar's thing. Just like lean into it. The two yes. smooths it out too much. The five was more angular. The six is more angular. Everything was like really jagged, and then the four. Didn't look completely out of place. It's still clearly Vol- or Polestar, <laughs> but it, it just wasn't. It didn't quite have all the same things as the other ones. Even the three has like you know the new smart zone with all the things labeled on the outside because they like to present the out- exterior of the car like a magazine. Um, and I guess you know the lead designer has a background like graphic design, so he wants graphics and things. The four didn't have any of that, which I don't understand. I feel like it it needs it. It needs a thing on the back window saying no back window or something. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I mean, I like that about my Polestar one. People only know what it is when they read the thing on the A pillar or yeah. whatever it's, you know, on the, the quarter panel. Okay. So let's forget about the Polestar four because I just think that I have zero interest <laughs> in that car. Um, <laughs> I mean, holy smokes. This is kind of silly. I mean, I guess it makes sense. If the price is cheaper, I get it. 
but the Paul yeah. Star Three, the better one, just seems like let's just go there. Like, why even make this car? Well, why is the four? Do we have any answers about why the production is going in this order? No, I don't no, think Spa Two is ready yet. Maybe that's the issue. They're 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 still working on the platform, and they're they're also simultaneously working on the platform for Polestar Five, which will have you know XFC. There's there's other podcast topics we can get into because we could we could spend hours on this if we just did this one. But you know the super fast charging was done in association with StoreDot, like that's all coming on later podcast. Yeah, yeah. So th- there's there's a lot of things they're doing all at once. I mean, this event was kind of overwhelming, hard to take in everything. There was 400 journalists from around the world, so it's like, oh gosh, the amount of selfie sticks and things. It's just like, we were like having a global event. Global event, yeah. Yeah. So can you tell me a little bit more b- about that setup? How how it was? So obviously, yeah, global event, like tons of people there. In general, how do you think Polestar went about introducing this model to journalists? And media. Uh, and you mean like just a Polestar day? Like if we, yeah. I, I, this makes me want days for other auto manufacturers. I think this was kind of a good, not entirely focused on what because I know you've been to events where you, they have this whole event around this one car, and you're like, this could have been an email. Whereas <laughs> this was, yes. this was like really highlighting everything. And it, it, I think it was more effective than trying to squeeze it into a, you know, a, a press conference in the LA Auto Show, for example. Uh, they'll still be at the LA Auto Show. So this is not even replacing that. This is just their own thing to really highlight a bunch of announcements all at once. Um, so, you know, and some of their partnerships with like StoreDot and Luminar and Mobileye, like they're, they're really leaning into other experts in the industry, which is almost like... <clears throat> They're they're blatantly calling out like you can't do everything in house <laughs> Tesla like <laughs> partner with experts and that that so they all have their own ways of doing it and so this is kind of I don't know showcasing everything they're doing both with their cars but also the tech inside them the su- super sustainable materials they had whole booths on just what the seats would be made out of and this new like cool. carbon yeah. replacement stuff so they're they're really leaning to that and even as as an event it was. They, they even leaned into the local culture. I mean, it was at like this like Santa Monica kind of airport thing in this old hangar that was transformed to look super modern. They had like local food trucks outside to have all the local cuisine. And it was, it was honestly a really well done event. And on one hand, not a lot of time when you think about how much stuff is there, but if, if you're not trying to cover everything, it gives you enough time to cover you know, like I wanted to get this walk around with a Polestar 4. I was like, this is a great chance to do this. Everyone else had the same idea. So, <laughs> you know, 400 journalists trying to fight over time with a Polestar 4 still squeezed it in, but it's, yeah, they could have had, uh, you know, a bit more, there's a few things they could have done better, but this was the inaugural one, the first one, which I mentioned in the, the video that I'll be putting out as like the walk around of the whole place. Um, so there's, there's, a lot more they could probably do better. But as a first event, I was really impressed. And I do hope other manufacturers go this direction. Well, thanks, to say. <laughs> we got more Polestar topics to do in the future. So stay tuned to the podcast because I want to talk to you about Polestar 6 specifically. Uh, yes. And we'll also be at the LA Auto Show. So I'm guessing they'll have some things over there. 
We still have yet to make a full tour video of Polestar 6, the Roadster, so we need to do that. The Polestar 5 just seems to me like, why even bother? The Polestar 4, why even bother? But maybe <laughs> these are the 5 seems like a place where they can showcase some techno- technology uh, advancements with fast charging, with range, uh, and some other. So there are benefits to doing a sedan just for, uh, you know, That'll technical. Be Halo. Yeah. Yeah. Halo car is really how they're pushing the five. It's it's their their Spectre or I don't know. They, they, all their concept cars are confusing me. Even the Full Star Six was unveiled as the O2 concept. Now it's considered the Roadster concept, and then it'll be considered the Polestar Six at some point, unless we get another concept name in between then. I just want a Polestar Six to park next to my Polestar One. Yes. <laughs> I'll buy one. Crazy. Holy shit. Polestar 4 thing just kind of seems a little like it's a little too much for me. Yeah. So, like I said in the comments on Polestar 4 video, let us know what you think of no rear window because even just walking around the space, I was here all the bumbling conversation of that's a great idea or this is terrible or just like, and people are like kind of polarized one way or the other. You know, this is the mm-hmm. argument of. A lot of people are like, wait, is that even legal? And then everyone else is like, well, yeah, we have you know delivery vans that have no rear glass, so they rely on either cameras or just side mirrors. So mm-hmm. it's legal, but it's like, what's better for the passenger? Even sitting in the back of the four yeah. while you're driving, looking behind you, you're like, oh, God, it's a wall. This <laughs> ambient lighting. Yeah, cool ambient lighting. They, they're leaning into this planets thing. It's kind of interesting. They lean into these really weird things that I'm I'm here for, but they're weird. <laughs> yeah, I like that about Polestar. They're a little yeah. bit, a little get bit a little weird. Yeah. I don't mind getting a little weird. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, yeah, so really fun, Jordan. Uh, definitely, everyone check out Jordan's video. It's great of the Polestar full tour, and um, we'll keep seeing what we see from Polestar as we travel around to LA this week and everything, and dive into the details of the mysteries and fun of Polestar, I guess. Um, but yeah, so thanks for tuning in, everyone, to the Out of Spec podcast. We will see you next time. I hope you have a wonderful day. And thanks again, Kyle and Jordan, for joining. Cheers. See you. <laughs>